Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Trader Cup Crypto Podcast. I've got good friends Joel and Travis from the Bad Crypto Podcast, the world's largest, biggest ear-holding capacity crypto Bitcoin podcast in the world. It's an absolute pleasure to have you boys back. Thank you for uh, taking the time. Well, well, we're friends. Are we good friends? I mean, you haven't loaned me any money, so. Well, you um, haven't asked. <laughs> That's I true. We were just acquaintances. I don't know about this friendship thing yet. Ah, uh, let's let's well, hold hands and hug <laughs> No kumbaya. Is fasting? <laughs> is Travis fasting? Actually, I am. Can you tell I'm a little grumpy when I'm fasting? Yeah. Uh, well, that's okay. So what's that out? Have a Snickers bar, man. Chill out. Relax. Come back. All right, right. Come on. I'm hangry. So look, you guys have got lots going on at all at all times, and you you guys are like the gods of events, right? You, you always seem to pop up at the coolest events. You seem to know what's going on when it's going on. First off, you want to tell us about what's coming up for you guys because you've got some pretty exciting stuff you're on. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we've been invited to MC the Paris Blockchain Week Summit. I'm going to let you guess where that is, and it takes place um, on Missouri. April. That's right, Paris, Missouri. It's Paris, uh, Texas. Come on, Trader Paris, Cow. Texas. We're going to be taking the stage and talking about them Bitcoins and them Dogecoins and them bad coins. Uh, yeah, so this is, of course, in the real Paris. Uh, no offense to uh, those of you in Paris, Texas. Well, you can be a little offended. I don't care. Um, so we are emceeing the two-day event. I want to say April 16th, 17th. Is that right, Trev? That sounds pretty close. Yeah. It's in the general ballpark. We'll be doing our uh, live show also on that stage. And look, everybody wants to know the answer to this question. What does your French accent sound like? Uh, je parle un petit peu de français, actuellement. So, mais oui. Uh-huh. Wow. I've got no idea what you said, but I'm slightly aroused. I, pretty, said I, speak a little, I said I speak a little bit of French, actually. Mm. Ah. Bravo, bravo. Mm. <laughs> well, there, you go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. there you go. There you go. croissant. I also speak French. Oh, that's, see, that was the one I was probably more likely uh, expecting. That's that was true. A good one no, too. Actually, Mr. Joe Collin, he likes his French. He's very Frenchy. We also have a couple other cool events coming up, too. We Do are we're going to be performing at Consensus on the podcast stage there in New York City. There's going to be cool. like 8,500 people there or something, and uh, so we're going to be on stage for that. And then also the HODL Rally, which is going – it's a basically a crypto supercar rally race through Europe in June. Um, we may be doing that as well. Need a, we need a sponsor for that one, but uh, there's some cool stuff going on ahead of us. Right, Mr. Jokom? Absolutely. Looking forward to it. It's going to be good times. That is so cool. How long is the rally for, guys? Eight days. It Eight literally goes – it goes from London, then they take the ferry across, uh, or actually, no, I think we go through the channel, uh, and then yep. so yeah, we're going through the channel, and then we go through Paris, or we go through France, some part of Switzerland, part some parts of Spain. Then we have a uh, Barcelona blockchain summit in Barcelona, and then we take these barges over to Ibiza, the island, uh-huh. and then we finish our cruise there, and then there's like some. There's like a big boat party and like some other dan- cool, crazy stuff. I mean, it's a some people call it Ibiza, but the Spanish call it Ibiza. So, yeah. uh, but it's pretty amazing. That's where all those top world DJs go to perform until the sun rises. You guys are going to need about six weeks off after that. You do realize, right? 
Yeah, no, no. Uh, I, I, you know, for me, I, I realized um, just this week that I have two states of being that are in polar <laughs> opposites. I just got back from our week in San Diego, uh, where Travis and I did two blockchain workshops at two different events. And, and then I hosted the live stage at Social Media Marketing World for two days. And, you know, you're meeting with friends and you're performing and you're engaging all the time. And then I come home. And like nothing's happening. So uh, my two states of being are either I'm traveling and being Mr. Social, having a great time, or I'm home doing this. (laughs) Yeah. Literally at home, he does not leave his home. He gets his food delivered to him for DoorDash and Postmates. His groceries delivered to him. His massages delivered to him. Mm -hmm. What else gets delivered? You got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, what else do you need? I mean, that pretty much covers it. That's a good point. And and look, convenience is definitely something that uh, we like to have. And traveling, though, I mean, look, all, all I can think of is eight days in a supercar. I mean, you, you guys want to get a Rolls Royce or something, so at least you're in comfort. Because if you're sitting in like a little 911 or a, or a Ferrari or Lamborghini, look, those things are they're built for speed, not really for eight days of uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already thought right? of that. We told them we need a, a comfy luxury SUV, you know, for, for our trip. I said, yeah. I am a large American man. Uh, I do not need to sit in a small Italian sports car. Uh, we did that in <laughs> Vegas. We did a we did a commercial for uh, World Crypticon, and they they, they yeah, flew us out that. there. Was we, cool. we were driving around in McLarens and and Ferrari. Ferraris are really nice. Ferraris are more spacious, but mm. oh my gosh, the um, the Lamborghini that we had. If you're five ten or taller, it doesn't matter how much you weigh, you're going to be uncomfortable in that thing. It's for it's it's for a short it's a short man sports car. Yeah, right. Well, if you think about it, I mean, if you look at the race car drivers, they're usually quite compact. They're like they're like jockeys of cars, aren't they? They're they're quite small and slender and light. They're riding that little a little thing all over the place. But I suppose it's kind of limiting for the market. I guess Lamborghini. The reason Lamborghini works is because all the people that have lots of money and little man syndrome want to buy one, so everyone looks at them, right? I wouldn't want to own one. Sorry, I mean, it was fun, one, fun driving it around, but I can't imagine, you know, blowing that kind of cash. Even if I had that kind of cash, I can't imagine that you just put a target on yourself, right? It's like, mm-hmm. look at me, look at me. That's what I like about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, but obviously, yeah, some, some people like to be seen, some people don't and, and each to their own, I suppose. If you want to mm-hmm. be seen, then a Lamborghini is perfect. If you don't want to be seen, then Foot Falcon's great. And get tattoos yeah, all over you know, your body and piercings. A Kia, or a Kia Optima. <laughs> well, people uh, with piercings and the tattoos get seen. They just don't get jobs. I tell you what, I tell you what, Mr. Trader Cobb, though, we've had a blast. All the different events, like you said, the different events that we've done. I mean, our our blockchain workshop at San Diego State University uh, went, went very well. And then we also, we started figuring like, man, more universities we should be going to and more more uh, corporations we should be going to and sharing the gospel of of uh, blockchain. So uh, we're yeah, looking so forward to doing that too this year. What is it that you're doing with with these universities? I mean, talk, talk us through what that actually entails you guys doing and what these students and what people within the university are gaining from that. Well, you know, as a, as a student group, it was the arts and uh, culture group at San Diego State that uh, that reached out to us. And uh, they wanted us to inform, basically say, you know, what is this blockchain thing? What is Bitcoin? Why do we need to know? You know, fill us in. And a lot of people don't understand the basics. You know, you mentioned the word Bitcoin to them and they think of, you know, money. And you mentioned blockchain to them and they go, I don't get it. 
And so one mm-hmm. of the things that's, I think, made our show successful is that we've got a, uh, a way to make seemingly complex subject matter easy to digest and, and understand. So people walk away going, oh, OK, I know enough about that now to uh, to be dangerous. And so I, I think that there's really a great need for that kind of skill. And uh, of course, we add our sense of humor to it or our nonsense of humor, and it just makes it a little bit easier to consume. We also went through and um, uh, depending on the workshop, you know, we actually helped them set up a wallet, showed them how to get there. Yeah. We sent them a little bit of crypto, teach them how that all works. And and uh, one thing one thing that, you know, is an, is an event is is going well when nobody leaves. And so yeah. people, people who were sitting in it, they sat in it the whole time. And uh, I think that was a, that was a good sign, and we got pretty good feedback from it, so it was good. So let me ask you guys. I mean, obviously, you are sort of the. Um, uh, I mean, we don't have too much crypto TV yet, but you guys are sort of like the voice of the space. All right, you you you've definitely got the biggest following. Uh, as who far said as that? Who said podcast. that? Look out! Look that. out, fanboy! <laughs> um, but you know what I mean, like. You're very good at what you do. You're entertaining. You're good fun. You're good on stage. You're good in the podcast. You've got the reach to get the right guests. You're, you're totally ingrained in this space, and, and it's fantastic. So when you're not doing the traveling entertaining bit, are you guys working with corporates and corporations just sort of sitting down and going, look, guys, here's, here's what this is, and doing what you did with the university inside of some larger businesses? Uh, we would like to. I mean, you know, it's, we haven't really got an agent that's repping us. We're, we're busy enough here at home recording the show and, you know, working on other projects that we have. There's always more to do, right? There's just there's yeah. no end to the number of things we can be doing. We're getting ready to launch uh, the Badcoin blockchain, you know, soon. And, and that's um, wow. that's a big deal. Uh, so we would love to get inside, you know, corporations and, and teach. Well, we want to teach anybody that uh, that yeah. meets two criteria: a, they invite us because they want to learn, and b, they pay us because we bring awesome yeah. value. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I spoke to somebody over at Consensus, as in uh, Joe Lubin's Consensus. You might want to touch base with them. I'll see if I can remember who it is because um, that's the sort of stuff they do. A lot of that uh, corporate outreach or corporate um, conversations to help different businesses and companies to work out how the blockchain works and if they can incorporate that into what they're doing. Of course, it is something that's growing and we all believe in it. That's why we are here. So having good people to make it not only like to teach people, but I think the communication part of, of, um, of education is, is really uh, overlooked. Uh, I know that if I was sitting in a class and I had a good teacher, I would really enjoy it because of the stories, because of the way it was presented, the way it was taught to me. If I had somebody who was an absolute genius on that subject, but they have absolutely terrible at communicating, I'd literally just zone out and, and that'd be me. I'm out. I'm done. I don't care how smart they are. I want to know how you can communicate it to me. So mm-hmm. I think you guys would be really, really good at that. So let's talk about one of the major subjects out there in the press and on the end or the tip of everybody's tongues at the moment. And this is a Missouri or Missouri or Missouri, Miri, Miri, I don't know how to say the word. They're talking about that 95% of volumes are fake, uh, basically negating Binance and Coinbase from that and a couple of others saying that they're not fake. So that's good that there's some, you know, the big dogs effectively have real volume. Woof. But what have you guys been hearing around the traps about that? The traps? The traps, I don't know. That's like an Australian thing, you know. Uh, you know what's on the grapevine? Ah, the one? traps is, is that where they put shrimps on the, you know, prawn on the Barbie? I don't know what a trap is. No, neither do I. 
Um, but we use it in a uh, language for some reason. Yeah. That's what they use to catch those kangaroos, Mr. Joe Carl. It, it's a trap. There you go. Trap. What's in the trap today? Oh, two kangaroos, mate. <laughs> right on. Right on. <laughs> so back to the question. Back to the question. <laughs> Have you been hearing well, much about that? Well, I mean, I think just from the articles that's been that's been written, I mean, I don't yeah. know this Masari, you know, crypto information data services firm from Adam, right? Yeah. But I do know that I've had conversations with other folks out there, um, also the CEO of a company called Hacken.io, who runs crypto ra- uh, crypto exchange rankings, uh, yep. .com. I think or .io, I think it's CER.io, I believe, <clears throat> something like crypto exchange rankings, just pull that up. And they've checked on vulnerabilities of these these exchanges. They've checked on how much of their volume is not real. So that's why Coinbase or uh, Coin Market Cap now has here's the volume, and here is there's a second one that says here's the reported volume, and here's like their real volume, right? Yeah. And that's because of the uh, what Hacken had done. But so I know that there's some there's some exchanges out there that are that are faking the funk, because I think there's a few out there that have a lot of the trust. People are going to go to those. Right. And I think you mentioned it. Use Coinbase is doing is, is not faking their volume. Binance is not. Kraken is another one that's not faking their volume. But there's a whole lot of other ones out there across these 81 crypto exchanges that they did. And they said that 85, 95 percent of those are faking volume. That's that's huge. It's massive. And I mean, if you go and have a look, like when, when we look at um, like CMC, for example, coin market cap, right? If, if you put in, there's two options, adjusted volume, reported volume, right? So I click on that right now. And what I see is that BitMEX has the highest volume right now, right? Then there's Fcoin, then BitThumb. Then we see Binance. And then there's all these strange ones that you've never actually heard of. That are like way, 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 way up there. I mean, if you look at Binance, Binance has got nine hundred and sixty-seven million dollars of volume today, whereas Bitmax has eight billion. It's just wild, out of control. So there's got to be a way for these companies to stand out. They they, they need to. I mean, if if you guys, well, you guys will be aware, that like you know, exchanges this this year is sort of back end of last year were kind of like the ICOs of uh, of two thousand and seventeen. They are everywhere. Everyone wants to have an exchange. And the problem that they've got there is that there's so much competition and they're trying to pull um, accounts across to their own platforms when effectively people aren't investing and trading as much anymore because the market had come off. So there's less activity. Two, they're thinking, well, why would I move my you know tokens from, say, Binance or Kraken across to this little known exchange that really doesn't offer too much more because most of them don't most of them give you this big story about oh we're better because of this 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 and this and you go but you but they're just words and you're not you're just the same mm-hmm. um they don't have a unique selling point yeah. I, I think they're trying to fake this vo- yeah i think they're trying to fake this volume that way because like this bitmax yeah. that you were talking about they have 90 different coins that they're trading so if they have this oh look at all of our volume we have here Pay us two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars, and we'll list your coin. So I think it's probably not so us. much to fool yeah. the investors as it is to to fool the people for those listing fees because those listing fees can get really high. And we've been having some conversations. I mean, as Joel mentioned, you know, we're getting ready to launch Bad Coin uh, within the next couple two three weeks, and Bad Coin is essentially a blockchain that is a um, a multi chain of five different blockchain algorithms. And we noticed a problem with Bitcoin 
Whereas, you know, you got these Jihan mm. Wu's of the world who have these huge mining farms, right? Which the little people yeah. can't mine anymore. Like you can't, you can't use your little small co- your computer and, and mine really anything. And so we said, we want a coin that can be mined by bad computers. And so what this five, this five multi-algorithms does is depending on which device you have will depend on which algorithm you're connecting to. And that's going to give you the same fair result of reward as if you have um, a full house of miners, right? Or if you're sitting on grandma's Pentium one, or you're sitting on a smartphone, the reward capabilities are going to be about equal and they're going to balance themselves out over time. So it's the first one to really do that, to decentralize mining, to take power away from the big guys. Now, now that we have that coin, we're going to relaunch it. Wow. It sounds great, but, Wow, these these exchanges want so much money to be to put on there. You know, some cases quarter million dollars. I'm like, dude, we didn't do an ICO. We we're creating this coin to make the world a better place. We don't have two hundred fifty thousand dollars to get on your exchange. So mm. I think that's part of why they're 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 uh, lifting up those volumes so much is to to try to get well, more money out of people. Well, it makes sense too. I mean, you just give a different perspective um, to to most people. I mean, you guys are just sort of have just ventured into. Uh, that side of the exchange world. And it's a big, big part of their businesses. I mean, there were some exorbitant fees I heard uh, during the back end of 2017 uh, that certain exchanges were asking just, well, basically because they could. You know, if a company goes out there and raises $30 million, then give us six. You get listed. And you, the thing is, is that once you get listed mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. on certain exchanges at that time, you're probably going to pump two or three X, which means that you get your money back. So stop complaining. <laughs> Obviously, the, the the tide has turned quite right. significantly. Now, with you guys having gone into this bad token or bad coin, what I mean, I know, I know, I understand that the whole mining thing. I think that's that's fantastic. When did it start? Like, how long have you guys been thinking about what can we do? Like, how? how I mean, obviously, you've been around for a while. So, what was it that made this idea the one that you went? Yes, this is the one we got to do, guys. Well, Travis came up, you know, I think, or maybe collectively, we came up with the idea for a reward token, basically a community token that we would create um, on bit shares that we would just give away to our community, right? You just write us, review us, subscribe to us, send us an email, whatever, we'll send you bad coin. And, you know, we always said it's worthless, there's no ICO for it. And it's, it's there just for you to be able to play with crypto, right? With really hardly any expense at all. And then uh, somewhere along the way, we started having discussions and Travis, do you recall exactly when uh, we thought about mining with bad computers? Um, well, I know that we, you know, we had given away bad coin, the first iteration of it. So nearly 48,000 people hold bad coin, the original one. And wow. we're gonna be, a lot of them don't even know they're hot. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them probably don't even know because it's on BitShares. And I, you know what? I think it was, it was early on, right around the time where we were going to stop uh, giving bad coin away. I thought, man, how cool would it be if we could mine on bad computers and that was about a year ago and then we ran into marshall long and his team and he thought that was a great idea and then once he set his team on it they started going wow wow we could do this and we could do that oh well we got to prevent this Mm -hmm. and so like they put all their brain power on it like seriously these are people who've been building blockchain since 2010 2010 through 2013 that's his his noob on his team is from 2013 Wow. So they built over 50 different blockchains. And so they pulled in all kinds of stuff from all types of different blockchains to build this one out. And it really could be the kind of coin that could be a universal income type coin where, you know, 
mine, mine this. And, you know, and over time, the value of it can grow. I mean, basically every minute, like 2,200 bad coins are created through the mining reward. And um, it's incentivized so that anybody with a computer that can connect to an internet can, can get some of that. So it's pretty cool. No ICO, you know, there's no ICO for it. It, you know, we don't own, um, there's no bad coin company. Uh, just, we have created this blockchain, you know, along with, uh, with Marshall Long and uh, we're pre-mined a little bit for ourselves and for the team. But other than that, it's, it's out there for anybody to mine. So are you, um, are you going to use it for say, I mean, there's so many applications. I'm, I'm just trying to think outside of the box here. Like, could you, you could incorporate that within events you're doing. You could hopefully, you know, base, you could use it for ticket uh, sales for certain events. Right? I mean, there's, there's lots of things that you could do given sponsorship, sure. right? You could slide that in. So you yeah. actually, so these people that are, that are mining it, that are active in it, that are being given to, for, for subscriptions or writing a Reddit post or whatever it may be, however you sort of set that up and have set it up. That could really help them, right? We want to, I think, you know, initially, especially because it is, there is no ICO and it's not a security. We don't want to um, step in and attribute value to Mm. it. Um, We want the public to attribute value to it. So, you know, if Trader Cobb said, I accept bad coin, right, for a service, that's great. That's what we want. We want to see people using it, spending it, mining it and trading it, uh, you know, for whatever their reasons are. And I think, you know, if it were to take on a life of its own, which would be great to see, then it would be in line with us stepping in to say, hey, we'll uh, we'll accept it as well. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, look, it's very exciting. I'm um, I'm really interested to see how it all goes, because uh, I've never been on that side uh, of the crypto sphere, if you will, um, and it certainly would be a very, very interesting one. And ha- when when are you launching? I mean, what, what's um what's the actual time frame you've given yourself to get it up on a couple of exchanges and whatnot? If you can, well, we're, we're, still, we're working on that. <laughs> one of the things that we would say is go to badcoin.net. That has all the information Badcoin. on it. Yeah, sign up, and then whenever we do launch it, those folks who've signed up will be the first to know when it right when it goes live. And then we're going to, because we've already been doing some extensive tests on it on the, you know, it's not on the main net. Once it goes main net, it's on, right? And so it goes. And so when, once it goes live, we're going to let everybody know and uh, then rock and roll. We're going to keep doing some testing on it. And um, and if, if there's if there's any flaws in it, we're going to fix those. And so, you know, it's one of those interesting things. It's like, you know, there's, there's a lot of really smart people out there who might find ways to try to, you know, hack the system a little bit. So mm. we're going to sit it out in the wild and see what can be done and uh any of those things that sort of pop up we should be able to put the kibosh on uh we got some really smart people working on this thing i mean oh my god and um, i love that you've learned to put the kibosh on things travis that's good i mean you said kibosh like five times in the first 10 episodes and so i yeah i, figured I had to learn and now you I don't kibosh. Know. I kibosh you kibosh where do i get a well, kibosh it's like a kebab but like a texas it's a, version it's a, shish, it's a shish kibosh a Turkish kebab. It's a it's a trap. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play. Well, okay. So Paris in the next couple of months. Consensus following soon after that. What's next on the radar after you get back with broken backs and very sore heads from uh, from your European party trip? What's after that? What What's the second half of the year look like for you boys? Uh, food delivery um, <laughs> in, in in apartment massages. You know, fresh meals, but I don't know. You know, I, I really don't know. I, yeah. It's with this, you know, things move so quickly and opportunities spring up. I never know at the beginning of the year where I'm going to end up 
that year. And I think that's what's happening with us is uh, it's a mystery and we're happy to kind of let it unfold before us and, and just go with the adventure. I would say this in the, in the great words of Tom Petty, the future is wide open. <laughs> yeah, it, it certainly is. And that was wonderful. I wish you had have just done that in your French accent and that could have been everything to me. He he also said, Travis, don't come around here no more. He did say that. Uh, that's, what, when, that's what Trader Cobb mm, is going to say. Oh, the future the is wide open. There we go. I thought that's go. what you were saying, Joel, to Travis when he's coming around when you're having a massage. Yeah, definitely don't want him coming around while I'm having one of those. <laughs> Keep out, Travis. It's my turn. No, this is the sad ending. <laughs> well, look, one of the things that we're seeing at the moment, and, and look, I couldn't agree more with you, gents, about, uh, you know, what's going to happen at the end of the year. We really don't know because, you know, we could be sitting at 20,000 by the end of the year. We could be sitting at 1,000 by the end of the year. I think that um, we are sort of starting to stabilize a little bit at the moment. But let's just talk about the market for a second. We, we saw this consolidation back from September all the way through to November. And we sort of felt like, oh, 6,000 is the new bottom. And, uh, and then what happened, of course, we saw it coming off. Now, I stand by what I've been saying for quite some time. The level for me is 43.84. We get above there, and we do have that higher high on the weekly. Uh, we do have the third push to a higher high on the daily, and we start to look a little bit more like the green shoots of spring are starting to come through. If we see this market take off and get above 6,000, I think that will probably become very, very, very busy and in demand for traveling again because it will seem as though there will be more projects that have been holding back holding back and not pressing the button. And once they press the button, of course, there'll be a lot more projects at shows, which means the projects have more budget, which means we'll probably get to fly around a lot more. So the end of the year could be very, very busy indeed. And I certainly hope it is because I'd love to see this market catch on fire again. Would you? Well, we know it will. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, there's no question. That blo- it's not like, oh, we've decided to shut down the blockchain. Yeah, there will be no more yeah. development. All existing projects, you know, they're done. It, that's just not going to happen. This is yep. a beast. And every day, every moment, even as we speak right now, blockchain is growing. And there's more companies that are developing. They're hiring developers. All the giants are getting into it. You know, Facebook is is in on it. Amazon has blockchain developers. Tell me Google isn't working on their own thing. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's going to explode. And to those who aren't paying attention, it's going to seem like it happened overnight, mm. right? But for those of us who have been around here for a little while and, and uh, we know that the rumblings are happening mm-hmm. now and it's not overnight. It's, it's taking time and it's brick upon brick. So it's not an, if it's a when I tell you what, it's like, I'm, I'm no soothsayer or a Nostra. I'm more of a Nostra dumbass than a Nostra <laughs> But But I, I tell you, <laughs> we see crypto projects every day in the news, yeah. you know, growing. And here we are in the crypto winter, they're building, they're making things happen. Uh, more projects are starting to deliver. I mean, we're seeing more and more projects that we had interviewed start delivering on their on their stuff. I mean, we were testing out one last night, which was pretty cool, which was the the Sensei video app that's completely encrypted and private. That's built on the blockchain, and that was fun. So we tested that out. Joel and I did like a video call last night. We chatted for like 15, 20 minutes or something. Um, yeah, it, it was just interesting. And so we're starting to see that the fruits of the past crypto bull run. You know, and those all those ICOs that got all that money, you know, they're starting to deliver some of those. Now, some of them are falling off the wayside because, you know, let's be real. Nine out of 10 startups fail. Guess what? Mm. Nine out of 10 crypto startups are a startup and they're going to fail. 
but there's going to be those few that just knock out home runs and we're starting to see some of those pop through. Is that the indication that the crypto bull run and crypto spring is here? I don't know. I think I think really crypto bull run and all that, people need to pay attention to Trader Cobb for that because you're looking at the charts. We're 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 chart handicapped over here. And uh you know it's like I don't <laughs> charted. Yeah, yeah. Recharty cap. I'm recharted. Yeah. I'm recharted. Um but uh but yeah, so I don't know that we know that. That's why people come to you mm-hmm. for the trading stuff. People come to us to listen to what's cool that's going on and what's happening and and listen to more thought leaders in the space. People come to you to listen to, oh, help me, trader one Kenobi. Let's let's figure <laughs> this out. Well, that's it. Uh, look, I couldn't agree with you guys more in the sense that it's coming. It's just a matter of when. It'd be nice to see it happen sooner rather than later so that some of the earlier, uh, well, some of the people that have been in there doing a lot of work for quite some time that have had to suffer through this winter don't just sort of roll up their sleeves and go, well, we, are, we ran out of money. It's back to laboring on a building site again uh, or back to whatever their job was because um, the market is starting to get a little bit more stability at the moment. Touch wood. I'm not getting ahead of myself here, but I, I'm absolutely with you guys. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And with that positive note, I think we should wrap this show up. Gentlemen, is there anything else that you want to say while you've got the time? Stay bad. Mind bad coin. Stay bad and mind bad coin. <laughs> that is the show. What a wrap. It's Joel and Travis, mate. It's boys. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. As always, good to speak with you guys. And I still can't believe that I have not seen you somewhere in the world on my travels. It's uh, It's got to have to happen at some point soon. Well, you're not going to the cool places. So, you know, got to fix that. Or maybe you need well, to fly. Maybe we need some event where they fly us down under. Well, that's something that could be on the cards. That's something that could be on the cards. I've heard some whispers, oh. but that's all it's been. Just been, just been a little mice, just digging through the side of the nice. wall. Whispering. Australia is our second largest market after the U.S. I mean, people in Australia like us for some reason. I, mean, I think it's, I think it's Mr. Joel Combs' dashing, good looks, and his, the dulcet tones of his voice. Must be. We, w- we would love to go. I've been uh, Sydney a couple times, also one time to Melbourne and Brisbane, and and uh, would really enjoy a couple weeks down under, mate. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's funny. Your your second biggest audience is Australia. My second biggest audience is the U.S. How about that? How about that? How about that? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it's Joel and Travis of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Stay bad and mine bad coin and find out more at badcoin.net. You're probably already on the podcast, but if you don't know what it is, it's the Bad Crypto Podcast with Joel and Travis. Thanks so much for your time today, boys. We'll speak again in the future and good luck surviving the next few months.